Shanda Baka Sidi and Alaboko Shala Baka Sidi and Nanala de Kishi at Aboko Shala deke. O Moku Shala de Kisti and Nalabaka Shindi and Alatata. I am the way maker. I'm the miracle worker. I'm the need meter. Look to me. Look to me for your needs to be met. Many of you have been looking at a man to meet your needs. You've been looking at a man for the information that you need. You've been looking at a man or a person or an organization or or an entity to meet your need. But when you do that, you discount my miracle working power. You discount my miracle working power. Look to me. Look to me because I am the way maker. When it looks like there is no way, I am the way. Glory to God. So keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Yes, he may use a man to funnel what you need into your hands. But it's from me through somebody else. It's through me. It's from me through a willing vessel. I am the way maker. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm just going to tell you a little backstory as we get started. If you didn't know, everybody in this church has kind of been busy this week with VBS, right? Well, I don't think I had any special role, but I was still tired from VBS. But I knew I, was, I had the opportunity to speak today, and so I'd been praying about it, and and I'm just going to be blunt. I didn't have peace until this morning. And I came in and the praise team was praying. And, and Brother Joel said, uh, I see you're mic'd up and ready to go. I said, well, that's what I need prayer for. I'm mic'd up, but I don't know about the second part. And then uh, we prayed and up here and Brother Larry came up and prayed for me. And I felt the Holy Spirit's peace come over me. And the Holy Spirit just filled me. And, I, and, and Larry said, it takes a, a, a man to show that he can cry. And I was like, man, I wish I could show it in other ways. <laughs> Sometimes I like to joke around and say, that's just the spirit. I get filled and it kind of leaks out my eyes a little bit. But the Holy Spirit's here. And we welcome him today. Thank you, Pastor Jim, for, for that tongue and interpretation that's for someone today. It would not have been unless there was someone here that needed it. That's how the scripture just says it. It's for someone here. Possibly online, welcome online, but probably here. So receive that today if, if that's you. Pray with me right now. Father God, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit's presence that is in this room, in this building 
right now. I thank you for all those that are here today. Lord, I ask that you be with us as we open up your word and, and let it come alive to us. And, and Father God, whoever that, that word that you just gave through Pastor Jim, let him be able to receive it. Help him to be able to receive that today. And Lord, as we are here for a few more moments, help us focus in on you. Let us get rid of uh, anything that we might have came in here with that, that is a distraction. And help us to, to focus on you today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So what we're going to be talking about, you might have saw in your bulletin, is an attitude of gratitude. And that's kind of a term we hear a lot, but I thought I'd go ahead and expand on that today. Last week, if you were here, we had uh, Brother Keith Harms with us speaking as a, as a guest lay speaker. Uh, if you have not watched that, or if you weren't here, I encourage you to go back and watch it. It was an awesome word of the Lord. And it was confirmation to me. I needed that last week. See, the Lord had already kind of been working on me that I'm, I'm you know, busy. And we're, you know, I know we're all busy, but, but sometimes I get busy with good things, too many good things, and I, I lose track of that personal, intimate time. And so he had already been working on me. And then, you know, Brother Key talked about where, what is our treasure that we're hiding inside? Is it godly or worldly? And then he said how we need to make sure that that intimate, personal time was so important and we protect it. So, okay, that's, that's me. I received that. You know, it was confirmation. I went to the altar. I repented and, and, I, and I asked the Lord to, to help me in this. And, and the very next day, Monday morning, I went out to my quiet place, and my quiet place happens to be our little pond next to our house, and I walked down there. But as I was, I always try to be quiet because it's early. As I was getting ready to walk out, my three-year-old, Asher, he comes out of his room, and he says, Daddy, where are you going? And, you know, I was like, okay, well, I was thinking he'd go to the bathroom and go back to bed, but he didn't. He saw I was going outside, and so he's throwing his boots on, on his, with his pajamas, and he's like, I'm going too. So I had to go wake Heather up and, and let her know, hey, I have Asher, you know, so if she wakes up, searches the house and can't find us, the, so she knows. And we walk out to the pond where he realizes where we're going. He's been there before. It's our pond. And we walked right by the shed to happen to have his fishing pole in it. And he said, well, dad, we can't go down there without my fishing pole. I said, okay, okay. So I let him grab his fishing pole, and I had my book that we're studying on one camp, and I was going to do some prayer and study. And, and so we're going down there. I'm holding his little hand, and he's just telling me all about his dreams. He always dreams about horses or cows or something. And, and we're going down there, and we get to the pond. And, and I'm thinking, this is my thinking, he knows how to cast his pole. He's not good at it, but he can. I thought, oh, he could practice, you know, and I'll sit over here and watch him, and I'll, I'll pray in the Spirit and, and kind of study. I should have known better, right? First couple cast, it didn't go very far, and then he just came back with a bunch of moss on it. And so he was trying to pick that moss off, and he needed some help. And then, and then he kind of got stuck in the grass because it went behind him, you know, and I had to help him. And then, then the pole wouldn't work, so I had to go help him with the pole. And then I sat back down, and, and then here comes more moss. And then he's like, Dad, where's the fish at? Didn't we put fish in here, you know? Where's the fish at? I'm like, I'm sorry, son, you know, they're not biting. He said, well, I need a different lure, Dad. And, and so we, and I didn't bring any different lures. It was just the one pole with the one lure. And so he finally said, well, let's go back to the house. <laughs> and and so I said, okay, I'm not getting much studying done anyway. And on the way back, I was, I, I'll just tell you, I was a little annoyed, you know, uh, not bad, not at my son by any means. He, he was innocent in it. And the Lord just struck me. 
is like, you need to be grateful for this. This is a blessing. <laughs> it is. See? Just leaking out. <laughs> that song, Waymaker. I remember we would sing that song and sing it and sing it and sing it. Believing. And then we have Asher, who goes with me on my prayer mornings, fishing now, three years later. And so God told me, I need to be appreciative of what he's blessed me with. And so I, I repented again. <laughs> I've been having to do that a lot, repented again. And, and you know, I'm, I knew I was preaching today. Pastor Kent gave me plenty of heads up. I just didn't allow that to be my priority of time. And so a little bit later, a few days later, actually a couple days ago, Heather said, so what are you preaching on? I said, I don't know, because every time I try to pray anything, all he's telling me is I need to be grateful and I need to be full of gratitude. And she, you know, my wisdom of a wife, she says, well, sounds like you know what you need to preach on. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. So here we are today. I don't know if it's for you, but this study was for sure me. And if you need it too, well, we're in a good place together. Uh, but let's go ahead and, and dive in. That's a little backstory of, of why we're talking about this today. I looked up the, the definition of gratitude like any you know, good person would. I Googled it. And it said, the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I love that. There is action behind the emotion. And I thought, oh, that's good. That's good. Where's my action? As, I, as the Lord's dumping on me that I need to be, have a little more gratitude and I need to be a little more grateful, where's my action? Am I showing the people around me how much I care about them, how much I'm grateful for them, how thankful I am? Or am I just getting annoyed? Or am I just getting, uh, you know, a little short sometimes? We've all been there. Some of you are, are, are gifted with, with being grateful. The Lord's working on me, okay? And he, he knows I need it. And I think we all do. And then I looked up this, this term, attitude of gratitude. And it says, creating a conscious mindset and habit to express thankfulness and be grateful for every aspect of your life, both the things that are going well and the things that aren't. Google said that. Like, man, if this was a Christian thing, I would have thought they read it from the Bible. I don't like Google much, but I use it. But I thought, man, that's good. That's good. I'm pretty sure there's some scriptures that line up with what Google thinks they know. Wonder where they got it. From the truth. That's where it came from. It came from the truth, and this is the truth right here. So I put it into practice. I started making a list of what I'm grateful for. And, and this is no particular order. It's in the top 10 or anything like that. I just started putting things down. I am grateful for my wife and boys. I am grateful for this church and the opportunity to serve on staff here. I am grateful for the Holy Spirit to guide and help me every day. This last week, 
I can tell you I was very grateful for all of you that helped with VBS and Jenna Bosley who led it. And we had on average 85 kids that came to VBS. I asked Pastor Embar how many they had. He said around 60 altogether. That's historical moment because some of you have been a part of this. This was before my time. But if we had a VBS in Carthage, it was because you guys went down there and hosted it on a whole nother week besides the week we did it here. They have the people, the growth, where they are actually doing it on their own. So I thank God for them. That's a big deal. It's not just numbers growth. It's people who are being active and involved and have a care factor. And they want more of what God has to offer. And so I'm so thankful for you guys. So thankful. Uh, those of you that, that stayed late and helped. And, and, you know, kids aren't always fun. You know, I get that. You know, and so there's some that have to be, you know, you have to get on to them a little bit and you have to tolerate them a little bit and you show them Jesus's love, right? And so I am so thankful for this last week of the, the body coming together, all of you guys. Thank you so much. I know this last week, there were some grandparents that were pretty thankful as uh, I heard a, a praise report on little Emmett, which is... Uh, Mr. Harvey, Miss Letitia Fry, and Tom and Miss Tanya Frieden's grandson prayed for him last week. I don't know the details, but what I heard was that there was an answered prayer. That's right. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Yeah. Amen. That's what church is about. We should be expecting that. When we walk into the, the house of the Lord and we know that we've been filled with the Spirit, we've been in our Word, we've done what we're supposed to do, we're, we're, we're building that intimate relationship, we should be in expectation of what God's going to do. We should be excited to tell somebody about it. Hey, you should come see what God's going to do this week. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be good. I hope that we're, we're excited about what God's doing here at Oakton. This is such an exciting season that we're in. I mean, we're gonna, my kids, grandkids are gonna look back and say, wow, my dad was part of that. My dad was part of that movement. And I hope your kids and your grandkids are gonna be able to say the same thing. And so I hope you're excited about what God is doing at Oakton. This is an exciting season. There's a churning. You may, okay, so, so I'm not a great fisherman, Okay, but every once in a while I catch, I'm not a Doug Dixon over here pulling out these giant bass, you know, but every once in a while I get one on the end of my pole and, and you get excited whenever you see the water kind of ripple, right? You see the water kind of ripple and then all of a sudden it flips up out of the water and like, it's a big one, you know, and usually if it's me, they get off about the time I'm reeling it up, but, but sometimes I get it all the way in, but that excitement, there's a ripple that's Oakton right now. There's an excitement, and we're about to explode. I hope you guys are ready, because there, you might make sure you're early. There might not be seats. Just throwing, I don't know that's a word from God. I don't know that's a prophecy, but I'm believing that that's the case. There's an excitement. And so I am so grateful for all of you that call this church body your home. I'm so grateful for those that spend the, the hours upon hours behind the scenes that don't get any recognition at all. So thank you. I had no idea of all the stuff it took 
to put, make sure a, a, a church body functioned until I came on staff. And I was pretty involved, but still I had no idea. There's so many things that go on that we, we don't even see on, on a Sunday morning. And the most important thing, you guys are probably wondering where this was at. It, it's, it's at the top of the list. But the most important thing I am grateful for is my salvation through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful that he took a wretch like me. That I was lost and now I am found. And I think the more we put that at the forefront of our mind, that we can be grateful is the more that we can have that attitude of gratitude where there is action behind our emotion and people can see it. And that's because of the Holy Spirit inside of us. See, the youth kids have been learning about the Holy Spirit. And and on Wednesday night and at, at Stockton and at one camp especially the last few weeks, the kids have been learning about the Holy Spirit, especially the filling of the Spirit. And I think, I'm going off memory, I should have made notes. One, two, three, four. We have had six people filled with the Spirit in those times, adults and kids. Because this is what I tell the kids, there's no junior Holy Spirit. Same Holy Spirit's in them is same Holy Spirit's in me, and they can do just the same mighty things. They can pray for healing and it be done. They can walk and, in such a way that the enemy has no penetration on them. They can live a life of victory through Jesus Christ, just like we can. And so it's been powerful seeing what the Lord's doing. It has been powerful to see what he is doing, and I am so grateful that I get to be a part of it. I feel blessed. We get to be a part of it. If you don't know this, the future leaders of the church are getting raised right now. And they're excited, they're on fire, and they are ready to go make a difference for the kingdom. And I pray that that flame stays inside of them as we fan it along. And I wonder how many of us need that same excitement. How many of us need our our flame fanned a little bit? Because, you know, sometimes life's hard. I get that. And sometimes I'm not grateful. And sometimes I have a pity party. Maybe I'm the only one, but sometimes I have pity parties. And then I have to pull up my big boy pants and say, get over it. Go, you know. Same thing I have to tell my five-year-old and the three-year-old. Come on, son. Let's go. You know, get a little, give him a little pat on the rear end and say, come on, get up. Let's go. We need that too. But I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit does it in such a loving way. He, tell, he comes alongside of us. And he, Jesus said that it's better I go that the helper may come. That Holy Spirit's our helper. I am so thankful for that today. And so as we dig into the word, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You know, Luke 9, 23, you don't have to turn there, says, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Jesus said that. And I wonder how many times we go through the week and we even think about Jesus, let alone willing to die to self and be grateful. And so as we look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we're going to read 16 through 18. Rejoice Always pray without ceasing. 
Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's where I think Google got it from. Because Google didn't come up with it. God did. Give thanks in all circumstances. What about when money tight and the bills are due? What about a loss of a loved one? What about the healing that hasn't come yet? What about the prodigal son or daughter? Are we truly living this out? And this is what God just struck me with. You're to live this. You're to be an example of this. There should be action behind my emotion of gratitude. And that's what the Lord's been pouring on me. And so when my wife asked me, what are you going to speak on? I said, I don't know. I can't get past this. Apparently, I'm still learning this because I can't get past it to, to move on to something else. So he keeps coming back to it. I'd go somewhere else and it'd come back. I'd pray about something else and it'd come back. And so maybe that means if that's true what happened to me, then it's for somebody else in here today. Maybe I'm not the only one that maybe is struggling with that gratitude. And so my next question is to us, what do we do about it? What are we going to do? Are we just going to agree and say, yeah, that's probably good. See you next week. Or, or are we ready to dive in? Are we ready to, to get our boots muddy? Are we ready to, to actually get down and do something about it when we hear a word from the Lord? And are we ready to go be changed because of it? I tell you that because he told me this and I had to answer. <laughs> and I had to think about it like, what's that going to look like? Am I going to be humbled in this process? Probably. I like to joke around, it's better to stay humble than to be humbled. Because it's not fun being humbled. But what does that look like for you? I know, I'm, I think I know what it's looking like for me. I've been praying in the spirit about it. And I think I know, I think I need to, to, to actually put some action behind my emotion and my gratitude for what the Lord and Savior has done to me. And part of that is, I'm going to go tell more people about it. I'm going to let it be on the tip of my tongue. I'm going to make sure that anybody I come in contact with says, hey, guess what God did to me? Guess what? He can do it for you. I want that boldness. It comes and goes in my life. You guys might be different. It might just stay, you might just stay bold. For me, it just comes and goes sometimes. <laughs> Probably shouldn't admit this, but sometimes I just don't want to talk to anybody. There's times Heather needs something from Walmart, and I'm saying, uh, Nevada. But guess what? I run into somebody I know. <laughs> and it's usually a divine appointment. And it's usually just exactly the person that I either need to talk to or they needed to talk to me. And I got to acknowledge that God is working in so many different ways that I got to get out of the picture. Because that's prideful if I think I'm all that and I need to be the one in, the, in there. God can do thousands and thousands and thousands of things without Joe Costley knowing it. And I'm so glad he does because my mind is limited and his is not. His is not. And so as we think about this, 
I'm going to go into a, another side note that I thought it was really good. As you're thinking about how do we put this into practice, something that came to mind was yesterday morning at men's breakfast. My brother Isaac here was given the word, and he was a, it was a simple word, and we all needed it. All those that were there heard it, and I'm going to share it with you, and is that we need to yield to God in our lives. That's simple but powerful. Because how many times do we think we need to do it our way? Multiple times for this guy, and guess what? Every time I do it my way, I crash. Because I didn't yield. Think of that in a physical form. <laughs> Mr. Robert gave a great example. He said, you know, really, if you don't yield the right of way, and you get in a wreck, it's your fault. If we don't yield the right of way to Jesus Christ to work in our life, and we mess it up, whose fault is it? We usually blame God, but in reality, it's ours. And then we got to repent and we got to get right with God. And, and then we get to go do it again. We get to yield and we get to actually say, okay, God, I get it. I learned my lesson. Let me do better this time. We don't get stuck there. We don't let the wreck stop us. We don't stop in such a way that we don't keep moving forward and pressing on, but we learn. We learn, and so I thought that was so good as, as we had men's breakfast yesterday. As I read this, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, I'll do it again. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for Christ Jesus in your life, right? Or will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How many times, I thought about this, this is good. How many times have you guys said, and I've said it, well, if that's the will of God, God's will, Lord willing, well, guess what? He made it simple for me. And it says, this is the will of God for you. And so we can either ignore that or we can take it to heart. If we're struggling with giving thanks in all circumstances, and I get it. Some of you guys are going through some hard circumstances, and I only know a little bit. But we are to give thanks because no matter what, we know where the victory comes from. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for the Lord thy God is with me. The victory is ours. The victory is yours. The victory is here right now. Ephesians 5.20 says, Give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there's something amazing that happens when we get into this attitude of gratitude. And we find what most of the world is looking for. I lived a long time trying to find peace and happiness and joy. I like to say it this way. I tried to fill the God-sized hole with everything but God. But when we get into this mindset of, of appreciation and gratitude, we find the joy of the Lord. And I don't care what anybody says. People want joy in their life. Even if they're the most angry, bitter person you know, somewhere down inside, people want joy. And there's only one true place that we can find it. 
And that's right here. It says the word became flesh. Jesus Christ is the only answer to find that true joy. The Holy Spirit gifting inside of us, the filling of the Holy Spirit, and living it out is where we find that joy. What's robbing your joy today? If there's something that's, that's just a joy kill in your life, that's trying to take it in, you claim authority over that. Here in just a minute, we're going to have an altar time. You're going to get a chance to claim that joy back. And the first way to do it is I want to encourage you to be in a posture of an attitude of gratitude. And when we do that, when we get out of the way, we humble ourselves, we get out of the way, and we let this come to life in us, that's whenever we get to experience that joy. You're here today, so you've probably felt it at some point or another. You've probably had a sense of joy. Maybe it was a small taste. Maybe it was a feeling. But at some point or another, there's something that brought you back here today. And that joy of the Lord is yours if you want it. And what I love about church on Sundays is that and Wednesdays or whenever we get together is that we get to be re-centered. Re-centered with fellow believers in Christ where maybe we're down and we need somebody that's here that's up. Maybe we're, we're up and we need to be here for somebody who's down. But the great thing is when we come together, ooh, it's powerful. It's powerful. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's kind of hard to swallow sometimes when you've maybe lived a life like I have in the past. But you, that's, that's for somebody today. You need to receive that. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're a new creation. Actually, just before that, a few verses before that, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Behold, the new has come. And today... As we get ready to, to close, if the praise team wants to come on up, if you have not received that word, today's the day. You are a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. I am so thankful for what Jesus has done in my life. She mightn't get embarrassed by this, but I'm going to call out Miss Charlotte Wrestler back there. We were at small group the other day. And I was listening to Miss Charlotte tell of her teaching days at Lamar. And then, as she described the class that was so horrible, my heart started to flutter a little bit, and my palms started to sweat. And I was like, so what, what year was that? <laughs> and she said, uh, well, it was, I don't even remember what year you told me. But then she started naming off all my buddies in my friend group. And I thought, well, if she remembers them, she remembers me. And I had to apologize. Because there was a lot of my life where I had a little attitude problem. <laughs> 
And I'm so thankful that Miss Charlotte has a forgetful memory that she didn't remember my name. I am sorry. We left there that night after small group, and I told Heather, I'm like, I was a heathen. I remember now. It all came flooding back. I wasn't in there a lot because I got sent to ISS a lot. And I remember it was my mouth that got me in trouble. And it was my attitude that got me in trouble in those years. And then I have to smile, because if you know my son Dalton very well, you know, we adopted him. And anytime he gets mouthy, or he smarts off, or he does something, I just, oh yeah, that's my son. (laughs) God created that little boy to be my son. Heather just happens to be the one to be his mother to deal with it. There's times he says stuff, I'm like, oh man, that's horrible. I would have said the same thing. And I got to turn around and walk away because I'm smiling too big. (laughs) But sometimes our attitudes get us in trouble. But at the flip of the coin, our attitudes are can what get us in the right standing with the Lord. Because if we have an attitude where we desire him more, where we are humble and want him in our life, That's whenever we can truly be centered in on him. If you guys want to go ahead and start playing, I got a few more scriptures that I'm going to share with you. That attitude matters. It's a mindset. And I just listed off some few scriptures. I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. This is what I'm going to close and leave you with. So if there's something today that struck a little bit, remember Romans 8.1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, period. But if the Holy Spirit, who I know is here, I recognize him as here. One of the things we're doing in our study in, in, in one camp is, would you ride with your best friend an hour in the car and not say a word? Maybe even ignore him if they were trying to talk to you. No. But we do that to the Holy Spirit every day when we don't acknowledge his presence. So I acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence here. He's God on earth right here. God the Father's in heaven. Jesus at the right hand. Holy Spirit's here. And when we acknowledge him and we let him work in our lives, he's ready to change. Not not change him, change us. Let me clarify that. Nobody twist it. He's ready to change us. And it's whenever we get a draw near, he promises that he draws near to us. And that's such a good feeling because we're here today to draw near. Let me read these last few scriptures to you. This is something that, that we all have to learn at some point is our, is our mindset. James 1.19, these are in the NIV, but James 1.19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. A lot of you guys know this. Before I came here, I went from the military to Andrews Farm and Seed and as a warehouse manager, and this verse was like my life verse. I had to have QSS as a sticky note on my computer. Anybody came to me with nonsense, I had to go, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Okay, I'm good. What's up? <laughs> I had to live that out. And the Lord reminded me that I need, to remi- I need to start living that out a little bit more with the people around me, and it'll help me in my showing of gratitude to everybody, some of you guys, to my wife, to my boys. 
I need to show that. Ephesians 4.23 says, To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We're to step into that. Jesus created the way. We're to follow. Romans 12.2, Do not conform to the pattern of this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What's his will for your life? Have you asked him? It doesn't matter what age we are. It doesn't matter which generation we are in here. God still has a plan for you. You have a purpose. You have meaning. We need to be getting right with him and talking to him. What's his plan for us? And the last one is 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish arguments in every petition that it sets itself up against the knowledge of God that we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. It's not easy, but it's doable. It's possible. We can practice it. We can work on it. If you got a negative thought that comes into that mind or in your mind, you might have to do be like me. I got to be pretty blunt about it. In the name of Jesus, I claim authority over that thought and I make it submit to you, Jesus Christ. And sometimes I got to do it two or three, four, ten times because those negative thoughts come in a lot. Maybe you got a thought of there's something that you're struggling with or, uh, you know, perversion or anger or whatever it is. Those thoughts come in there. The sin follows the thoughts. So we got to get our thoughts right. We got to get our attitude right. And so if you're struggling with something today, I want you, you to be bold and get right with the Lord today. What I love about Oakton is that we yield to the Spirit you saw that just a little bit ago. I didn't know Pastor Jim was going to do that. I didn't know Brother Joel was going to talk. I didn't know that, but it was all of the Spirit moving. And so if the Spirit's moving in your life today, I want you to acknowledge it. I want you to be bold and make sure that you recognize it. And if you need prayer, I'll be up here. Pastor Jim's up here. I'm sure there's many in this room, you don't have to come to us, that would love to pray for you. You just go find somebody. We're going to let the Spirit move today. And then maybe you're like me. <laughs> it's hard. Maybe you're like me and the old Lord's telling you, hey, you need to do something. Start practicing what you preach. Start living it out. There needs to be some action behind the emotion. And if you are grateful for what I have done in your life, you need to start telling somebody. If you're grateful for the people he's blessed you with, you need to start telling them. And the more we get into that posture to receive and that attitude of gratitude, that joy of the Lord is going to come. And I'm excited for you because I know he's starting to feel you right now. He's starting to talk to you right now. And so I'm going to pray and I'm going to be done. We're giving it over to the Lord right now. Father God, I thank you so much for what you're doing in this body. Holy Spirit, we, we recognize you right now. God, I thank you for your presence here. I ask that you fill this place. 
Lord, we submit to you right now. If you want to move among us, I encourage you to do it, Lord. Please move among us. If there's anybody in here that maybe is struggling with something we talked about or maybe nothing that we talked about at all, Lord, I ask that you speak to them. I ask that you send the Holy Spirit to comfort right now. Lord, if there's some people in here that need some peace in their life, Lord, I ask that you give them peace. Lord, if there's people in here that need healing, I ask for that healing. Father God, there might be, there might be somebody who doesn't know you at all. Lord, I ask that you speak to him now. Draw him close. Lord, and I thank you for this time. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.